Wow, isn't it wonderful to be here in the presence of the Most High? There is something to be happy about. Yes, there is something to be joyful about. There is something to dance about. Should I tell you what that thing is? You are in the presence of the Most High God. Tell your neighbor, you are in the presence of the Most High God. Now tell yourself, I am in the presence of the Most High God. Come and say it with a reassuring smile. I am in the presence of the Most High God. Yes, and in His presence there is fullness of joy. At His right hand there are pleasures forevermore. You may have your seats in the joyful presence of the Most High God. Praise the Lord. My name is Annette. And what an honor and privilege that has been given to me today to share the message of salvation with you. An honor and privilege that has been given to me by my Father in the Lord, my mentor and inspiration in life, the great man of God, Prophet T.B. Joshua. I pray that as you listen to this message, you'll be blessed in Jesus' name. You know, if you took some time to reflect on life, I believe you would find that there are many things that seem to stand as contradictions. For example, many will say one thing, but then do another. That is, their words do not reflect their character, their behavior, their lifestyle. In Christianity, for instance, you have many who claim to be Christians, yet they are consulting spiritualists and witch doctors when looking for an answer to their problems in life, instead of consulting Jesus Christ, the answer to all fundamental issues of life. Now that is a contradiction. Say, that is a contradiction. Yes. Today, many will sing, I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. Yet, by their attitude and lifestyle, they act more like his enemies than his friends. Remember Judas Iscariot? He claimed to be a friend of the Savior. But his act of betrayal soon revealed the true state of his heart. Today, many will sing, Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I live for you alone. Yet, the hearts that render such songs are far from him. You can't give Christ your heart when you are entangled in ungodly activities of the world, ungodly relationships, ungodly businesses. You can't sincerely give Christ your heart when you are busy dwelling on how 
to get the man or woman of your dreams. Devising dubious ways and means of getting the man or woman of your dreams. You can't sincerely give Christ your heart when you are busy thinking of how to make quick and easy money, regardless of the source. Just as you cannot look in two opposite directions at the same time, you cannot give your heart to Christ and at the same time give your heart to Satan. When Jesus said in the book of Matthew that these people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. In the back book of Matthew 15 verse 8. When he said these people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. He was referring to those who profess affinity to Christ. That is closeness to Christ according to the flesh while unchanged in the heart and life. Today many will say, Jesus is the owner of my soul. Yet, they do not give him rightful ownership. Instead of making him the landlord of their hearts, they make him just a tenant. Just a tenant. But can the great God Almighty, the maker of the heavens and the earth, who created man for the purpose of relationship and fellowship make do with being just a tenant? Capital no. Say capital no. Capital no. Jesus Christ, more than anything else, wants to be the landlord of your heart, not the tenant that many make him today. And this brings us to the title of today's message, Christ the Landlord. Tell somebody, Christ the Landlord. And we'll go to our proof text today, which is the book of Acts, chapter 5. And we are going to be reading from verses 1 to 4. The book of Acts, chapter 5, verses 1 to 4. Acts chapter 5, verses 1 to 4. And I read, But a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? Praise the Lord. Ananias and Sapphira claimed to be followers of the Savior. But instead of giving up all to Christ, they made a joint decision to keep back part of the proceeds of the land to themselves. An act, a deed which proves that they had not given up to God their souls in believing and their bodies in confessing the Lordship of Jesus Christ. 
which is the true sense of believing. By doing so, they demonstrated that Christ was not the object of their faith. He was not the center of their belief and therefore not the landlord of their lives. Jesus Christ, by his resurrection, has demonstrated, children of God, that he is worthy of being the object of our faith. He has demonstrated that you can never be disappointed if you make him the center of your belief, the center of your own world. He has demonstrated. But we need to ask ourselves the question. This calls for a time of proper reflection. A time when we need to ask ourselves questions. Is Christ the object of my faith? Is he the center of my own world? Or is my job, my business, my career, my husband, my wife, my family, or even my pet? Jesus Christ has demonstrated that he is worthy of being the object of your faith. Jesus Christ came to restore the relationship and fellowship between God and man. That relationship starts in the heart, in the purity of heart. For Christianity lies in the purity of heart. And the Bible tells us in the book of Acts 59 that our hearts are purified by faith. Say, my heart is purified by faith. Ask Ananias and Sapphira, and they will tell you that it is a vain exercise for any man to profess affinity to Christ according to the flesh while unchanged in the heart and life. Unless he has Christ dwelling in his heart by faith through the word. Praise the Lord. It is time, brothers and sisters in Christ, for us to come back to the heart of worship. When it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm so grateful, When it's all about you, it's all about you.
him. You may have your seats. In the book of John chapter 17 verse 15, the Bible tells us that as Christians we must live in the world but we must make sure that we keep the world and its values from living in us. For as long as the world is in place in our lives, Christ must be displaced. Every day Christ is being displaced by our love for worldly pleasures. Every day Christ is being displaced by our love for our family, our love for money, material possessions. Every day Christ is being displaced by our wrong attitude towards life and our wrongful focus. The profession of faith with the mouth, without the power of it in the heart, is a mockery of the very fundamental article of the Christian faith. A man may be a Christian by profession and not such in heart. Such awfully deceive their own souls. Such awfully deceive their own souls. Brothers and sisters in Christ, where is Christ? What position does he take in your heart? What position does Christ take in your heart? You see, the great thing that the Lord looks at and requires is the heart. Yes, the great thing that the Lord looks at and requires is the heart. In the heart of man, there is a constant struggle. Excuse me, ma'am. In the heart of man, there is a constant struggle, a constant conflict, a constant warfare between the flesh and the spirit, between good and evil, between faith and doubt, between patience and impatience, between self-control and greed, between our love for Christ and our love for the world. Madame, are you tired? No. Well, I have to tell you, the spiritual battle continues. It's a continuous battle, but by His grace, we're going to fight and overcome. Hallelujah. Have yourself an altar fruit before you take your seat and continue that battle. Clap for Jesus. As long as the world is in place in your heart, Christ must be displaced. As long as your love for material things is in place in your heart, your love for money is in place in your heart, Christ must be displaced. As long as the world is in place in our hearts, Christ must be displaced. Ladies, Ladies in the house, can you give me a wave? Ladies, can we talk? Ladies, how many of us 
have displaced Christ with our love for money, with our love for men, husbands, family, children, material things. How many of us ladies love shopping? If you love shopping, wave your hands. Ladies in the house, give me a wave. Viewers all over the world, if you're a lady, give me a wave. Now ladies, we love shopping, right? You know, we go with the plan to pick up one or two things. I'm just going to the mall to pick up one or two things. All right? So just one or two things. I'm just going shopping to the mall, pick up one or two things. Now, one or two things normally leads to three or four things, if you know what I'm saying. So, ladies, we love shopping. We've picked up three or four things. Now, three or four things normally leads to what? Five or six things. Okay. So, now, many of us ladies, I think we can relate to this. When we go to the mall, we pick up clothes. We can pick up shoes, handbags, jewelry, makeup. We can spend money on our hair, our nails, just name it. Anything that you can use money to spend. Yes. Now, we accumulate clothes, shoes, handbag, just name it. But can I ask you a question? Today you accumulate clothes, shoes, handbags, makeup, but what about the one you have left at home in your closet? What are you going to do with those ones? Some of you have these things in your closet for so long that you can even auction them for antiques. Ladies, we are good at shopping. Yes. We can't get enough sometimes of material things. We are good and even consistent and persistent when it comes to shopping. But we are not so consistent and persistent when it comes to praying in faith and waiting for an answer. Can we talk? Ladies, why is it that we can devote our time and energy on long shopping sprees, but we cannot devote our spirits to and employ them in the service of God? Can we talk? How many things are you going to accumulate? What are you going to do with them? Are you planning on opening up your own shop? We need to do something. Saying we need to do something. And we need to do something fast. Please, can somebody help me with my shopping bags? Can somebody help me with my shopping bags, please? Thank you. I'll come back for the rest of them. Thank you. Thanks very much. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. Gentlemen, 
I don't want you to feel left out. Gentlemen, can we talk? Can we talk? Gentlemen, how many of us have displaced Christ with our love for money, our love for power, status, position, fame, material things, our love for women? Gentlemen, can you tell the person next to you, it's not a crime to love women. It's not a crime to love women. But it's a crime to love women more than God. In the book of Judges, chapter 16, verses 20 to 21, Samson's love for a prostitute cost him not only the Lord's presence as the Lord departed from him, but his sight as well. In the book of 2 Kings, chapter 5, verses 26 to 27, Gehazi's greed for money and material things cost him not only his good health, as he was afflicted with a curse of leprosy due to his sin, but also his master's confidence and trust in him. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 15, Saul's love for worldly pleasures, worldly pleasures and material possessions combined with his self-confidence cost him not only his precious relationship with the Lord, but his kingship as well. As long as the world is in place in our hearts, Christ must be displaced. As long as your love for money, your love for fame, power, position, your love for your family is in place in your heart, Christ must be displaced. As long as self-confidence is in place in your heart, the confidence born of God must be displaced. Our self-confidence is based on power, position, wealth, and fame. It is not our mere wishful thinking that brings about a genuine relationship with God, but our rightful focus. Tell your neighbor, have a rightful focus. Tell your neighbor, have a rightful focus. Yes, we need to have a rightful focus. If we don't have a rightful focus, what is going to happen to us as children of God? If we don't put Christ where he belongs, where he deserves, what is going to happen to us as children of God? Praise the Lord. But if we understand all that the wonderful atonement means we would know that our self-confidence passes away and a confidence born of God takes its place it is at this point that the soul is awakened to the exceeding sinfulness of man 
and is aroused, motivated, and encouraged to oppose sin not only in itself, but in others as well. The cross of Calvary is the place of stripping. And there we learn in the book of 2 Corinthians 5.17 that old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Praise the Lord. Brothers and sisters in Christ, if we must understand the spiritual significance of the cross, think about it. The God who created us now dwells in us. And it is only by this that we are stripped of our evil character and disposition, which in the past have been such a source of weakness to our spiritual life and service. Such a source of weakness to our spiritual life and service. Children of God, where is Christ in your heart? Is he the landlord or just the tenant? I want us to go to the book of Ephesians chapter 3 and we are going to be reading from verses 14 to 17. Ephesians chapter 3. So turn with me in your Bible to the book of Ephesians chapter 3. And we're going to be reading from verses 14 to 17. If you're there, shout Amen. Praise the Lord. And I read... For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. Verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That Christ may do what? Dwell where? In your hearts through faith. The Lord will make his home in your heart. But there is a condition. The Spirit of Jesus Christ will make his home in your heart when you give your attention to him. When you follow Christ leading daily, he will make his home in your heart. For homelessness is man's condition without God. God wants to make his home in your heart. He wants to be the landlord, not the tenant that many make him today. You know, in rented accommodation, there is normally one landlord. In the heart and life of a Christian, Christ is the landlord. Say Christ, the landlord. Yes. Christ, the Bible tells us that the Lord will make your heart a dwelling place. Say the Lord will make my heart a dwelling place. The Lord will make your heart a dwelling place. Dwelling you, dwelling in you 
through his word and by his spirit. Finally, brethren, you are here today because you are energized by Christ. You have him as your wisdom. He is your redemption as well. A redemption from your weakness, failure, lack of ability and ignorance. Let me tell you something. Christ who energized you wants to dwell in you. Will you allow him to? Christ who energized you wants to dwell in you. Our failure to give Christ his proper place in our hearts is actually responsible for the crisis in our faith. But today, if you open your heart to God's word, to God's faith, and to God's spirit, the Lord will make his home in your heart and become the landlord. Praise the Lord. The Lord will make his home in your heart and become the landlord. The word dominating you is the lordship of Christ in you. So brethren, the next time you sing your song of worship, like my redeemer lives my redeemer lives you know what it will be evident and obvious in you that christ the redeemer christ the landlord lives in your heart and the instant he lives in you changes are beginning and sky is the limit children of god I want to leave you with this question. Have you given Christ the whole house? Or are you just offering up a room for him to be a tenant? May the Lord bless the word in the midst of your heart in Jesus' name. God bless you.